show, technically an off-the-books episode, is what we call them all the time. Mm -hmm. We're not talking book news, or author news. That's right. Or literary news. So I suppose somebody did have to write this play. That's true, and the man's name was Frederick Knott. Uh, This weekend, as we record in the auditorium, we're going to be performing a a production of Frederick Knott's play, Write Me a Murder. Uh, Frederick Knott's probably more well-known as the author of Dial in for Murder or Wait Until Dark, but he was kind of the expert at taking these murder mysteries and spinning them on their head and and doing things that you don't expect him to do. The play opens up on Saturday the 26th of October 2019 at 7 p.m. and then the next day, Sunday the 27th, we have a 2 o'clock matinee. Uh, And earlier in the the month here, I sat down with Joanna Bates, one of the cast members in the show, to talk about the play and some of her experience uh, doing other plays and musicals in the past. So here we go. Well, as I've been mentioning for the last couple of weeks now, uh, I'm directing a murder mystery down in the auditorium that's going to be coming up at the end of October. And I'm here with one of the cast members today, so I'm joined by Joanna Bates. Joanna, welcome. Thank you. All right, so I know that you've done some musicals because you and I were in a production of Annie together. We were. Do you remember those days? I do. (laughs) It wasn't that long ago. (laughs) That's true. It feels like a long time ago. (laughs) Uh, Have you done a lot of plays? Have you done mostly musicals? Um, I've done both. Okay. In my, like, Later years of uh-huh. college, I did a lot more plays. Than oh, really? Musicals. Okay. Do you have a preference? Um, I like them both. Yeah. The straight acting, I like a little bit better. I okay. Is more challenging musicals or just musicals can be a little silly. That's true. That's true. My biggest complaint, I think, especially like from a directing standpoint, is I feel like there's just not a ton to do, you know, because it's like the scenes are two pages and then a song and two pages and then a song. Whereas something like Write Me a Murder, where we're just we've got whole whole scenes for. Uh, these character interactions to unfold. So mm-hmm. directing plays is more like hands-on for me. And I also feel like acting, you really get to play the character more thoroughly than you would if you had to stop and sing, you know? Yeah. I think with musicals, the plot moves along with the song. Yeah. And that can be a little bit Right. Tricky. Exactly. Exactly. The The dialogue sometimes is just to stitch together the music. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we don't have that now. Now this play, I've, I've kind of struggled to... Uh, to give a synopsis of it because I feel like almost anything you say gives it away, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, um, it's pretty, I think it's, it's the structure is kind of sort of atypical. So it's written by Frederick Knott. Are you familiar with any of his other things? He wrote Dial in for Murder and he wrote Wait Until Dark, both made into movies. Have you seen either of those? I have not. This is my first exposure oh. to him. Okay. Well, this is the one that didn't get made into a movie. So I think it's probably the one that's the least familiar to the average person. It, it seems like most people at least are aware that Dial M for Murder is a thing, like whether they've seen it or not. I think in a traditional murder mystery, you have kind of a standard formula, you know, where you've got the, you've got the, you got good guy, bad guy, our murder happens. And then how do we, how do we go from there? Like, how does it unfold? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this show doesn't do that, does it? <laughs> It doesn't. <laughs> Has that been a challenge, like acting in it to to make to make all those connections work? Because it does it does kind of take the uh, takes that formula and flips it a little bit. So is that like does that make it more challenging to play your role? Uh, I think it makes it a little bit more fun. Oh, okay. Trying to trick the audience yeah. into believing that right something is right going to yeah you're sort of there's a lot of misdirection where you're pushing them in in a specific direction and then like oh well maybe that's not where we're going after all mm-hmm. uh, I'll try to give a little bit of a synopsis here without giving too much away so basically you have you have an old family estate that once the pa- patriarch passes is kind of going on to the next generation and there's a little bit of a disagreement about 
what's going to happen next between the two Rottingham brothers. And then you have uh, Charlie and Julie Sturrock who come on wanting to buy this property. And you play Julie Sturrock. Yeah. Uh, so you're the leading lady of this play. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the character without giving away any uh, anything? Sure. Julie is a person who is trying to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Married to someone who sort of steamrolls her a right. bit. Mm-hmm. She gets introduced to a writer that she likes. Mm-hmm. I think she's trying, she tries to be a good wife, a mm-hmm. good person, and then mm-hmm. sort of has this, these romantic feelings for this person who's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. encouraging her <laughs> writing. <laughs> yes. As the plot moves forward, she feels, I think, a little bit more trapped in her marriage. Mm. Stuff ensues. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a pretty big theme throughout the show where you have you have characters feeling locked into a certain set of events that they don't like. And I think most of the characters go through that at some point. And so it, what I think works really well in this show is that it really is an ensemble piece, whereas you and, and uh, uh, Stephen Van Valkenburg, who plays David Rottingham, are really the central focus. But I think that everybody has their own agenda and their own little thing that they're trying for and you in and so it really truly is an ensemble piece and, and it's it's interesting to watch all those things come together how does this differ from roles you've played in the past usually i play like a, a villain oh i've never really played like the weak uh-huh. but sweet character okay okay so that's new for me oh, okay and so has that been challenging like have you had had like is it taking a little more work to I'm, get there it, it does for me because I'm just sort of playing it normal, but I have to. Yeah, have yeah, to just twist it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it, so you sort of are taking your normal like inclinations and just making them a little softer, a little, a little bit more weak, and sometimes. Yeah, I think I'm stronger as a person than Julie. Maybe. Oh yeah, okay, all right. Well, sometimes that's hard. It's hard to to play a character that that has those kind of weaknesses because it's uh you know maybe sort of runs against what you would naturally do so mm-hmm. when you're when you're playing something like you know that's a big like a character piece where, where you're playing you know a big uh, bigger than life kind of personality sometimes that could be almost easier because you have to go so you have to go so far that like that's easier to kind of find and do than to do something a little bit more subtle correct that's a, a slight tweak a subtle teaser Okay. Hard to find. What do you think the reaction is going to be to the show? Um, I think initially the audience will be surprised Mm -hmm. by who gets murdered. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of red herrings Mm -hmm. throughout, Mm -hmm. so it'll keep people on their toes. Yeah, it is. It is well crafted. So I I I directed a production of Dial M for Murder uh, years back now, and there's there are a lot of similarities you can see in the writing uh, between those two plays because he really. It's so layered, you know, like there's so many lines in the script that as we've been going through it, you know, we'll realize, oh, wait a minute, that dialogue from Act One is actually very important, even though mm-hmm. it's kind of a throwaway yes. in that scene. A lot of foreshadowing. Exactly. Yeah. And so like because of that, I think it's been it's been fun to work on because we keep discovering like new little connections and things like, oh, man, we really have to like emphasize that because they've got to remember that for later. And so. Because of that, it's been, yeah, it's been challenging in a fun way. All right. Well, I think people are going to enjoy it. Uh, when can people see the show? The 26th <laughs> at 7 p.m. Yep. 
and the 27th at 2 p.m. That's right. Yeah. Well, it, I'm, it's uh, it's atypical because we're doing a Saturday Sunday. So um, yeah. So we've got that nice Keeping matinee. To, that's right. Get the matinee well. crowd in here. And this is all sponsored by the Friends of the Library. So they're uh, they're they're paying for all that. So it's free to the public. And so yeah, come on down. Check out the show. You can see Joanna and the rest of the cast uh, the last weekend of October. Joanna, thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. I saw both of you and Annie. Did you? Yeah. You were reading the Marvel. No, no. no. Oh, come on now. No. All right. Well, anyway, uh, thanks to Joanna for sitting down and talking about the play. Uh, the show's a lot of fun, so I hope you can join us this weekend uh, when it airs. And uh, that's going to do it for this special Off the Books episode of the All the Books Show. Mm-hmm.